and welcome to another rip-roaring episode of The Photography Bar. My name is Cam and I'm joined uh, as ever uh, by Mark. Mark, hi, how are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. How are you doing? Yep, yep, all's good. We are rammed at the moment really aren't we we've both got so much going on yeah. which is yes uh, we've just been good. comparing diaries haven't we yeah, to right. get some dates down <laughs> I, I, would, I can honestly say that this is going to be one of the busiest years i've ever had yeah um you know which is which is great after everything that we've been through and everything yeah um things have changed so much has changed the team has changed now mm. uh you know and uh, but it's all looking really good and also we shot at uh, our first wedding of the year together. I mean, I think we did. Was, I think it was my second one of the year, I think. Oh, yes, I did a small one with four guests. That was my oh, first right. one a few weeks ago, <laughs> would you believe? You, you didn't, we probably didn't need a team for that. No, one. no, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, but that was photography and video. So it was me and Nay that were filming that. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, so we, so, so we shot our first wedding of many together this year. That was the first yes. one this year. Uh, yes, we did. This year. Uh, that was really good. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? It was pretty. I felt really inspired. I think I was saying to you, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, and I think your enthusiasm actually. Oh, I think. That, no, it really did. It's got me. It's it's really got me thinking creatively again. I think I think about it now for 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 quite some time. Um, I wouldn't say I've been an autopilot. I think um, that. It, I don't know. It's just I just feel that much more of a buzz with it now, and I think mm-hmm. your your experience and your skill on lighting and that type of thing is is invaluable. Oh, thank you very much. Right, and um, and that's something that uh, I think uh, you know with you, I'm going to really try and push this year. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I thought it was really good because we we've we shot a few weddings together, but I think we're doing a lot more this year, aren't we? And um, a lot more, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Now it was great to see how you're working as well. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we take the mickey out of each other all the time, but you know, yeah. we, we got to say, you know, you're very good at controlling the, the crowds and, and just getting things done really quickly and successfully and, you know, great quality work really quickly, because as we know, the guests just really want to go for a drink after the ceremony. And that's the bit we got to get everybody photographed. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was was impressive to see. Yeah, no, good. Thank you. And I think that really comes down to just experience, having done it for so Mm. many years, I've refined it. I've seen how people are at weddings, how guests tick, how they, you know, um, what they like doing, what they don't like doing. Okay, it's different at different weddings, but generally a lot of the time it works the same. People don't want to spend ages having pictures taken. People do want to, um, you know, get, get that sort of photography part on the groups and all of that. And we we always receive a lot of comments on how quickly we were doing the photos, like the family photos and that type of thing. But what mm. was so good about the wedding that we did the other day was the bride and groom was so up for it. And I would say yeah. the vast majority of couples' weddings that we do, they are up for it. But this couple in particular was so up for the photos, which... Well, which the bride great. especially obviously mm. enjoyed having a photo taken i mean she said she could do it all day didn't she that's right and, yeah. and normally because the weather wasn't the best was it let's face it it was it wasn't pouring but it was a bit drizzly so of course when you're photographing a bride and groom you're always concerned well we're going to try and get some outside but we've got to be quick because everyone's getting wet and that's, yeah but, and, and, but and she i was particularly care did she no <laughs> not at all and like, I, I no, particularly... i'll be out here for ages if i could you know she she was she incredible. was wasn't she and i was particularly concerned because the weather was sort of you know i was thinking oh you know it, it wasn't at the easiest of venues 
but I've got to say the venue's brilliant as well. You know, on this yeah. occasion, yeah, uh, it was really, really good. good. So um, from all of that, that went that went really well. But what I was saying about controlling people and everything that just comes down to from experience, really. Mm. One thing I did learn though. Mark is how good the camera is that you're using um, and it's a Canon and it seriously made me think that I might now switch from Nikon to Canon and it might seriously happen uh, in the next 10 days I think. It, You've it, heard it here first seriously. ladies and gentlemen hell has officially frozen over <laughs> Cam is possibly I mean it's not happened yet. It's not gonna but... it's not happened but it, I, I, but it's I'm um, it's gonna happen i was so impressed with the with the image quality okay the lens was hugely you know uh, uh a, great, a huge yeah, part, a really part to play for that um so yeah i think i will be doing that and, and i've always said it though i'm always open to change hey, yeah look, no you we, have we've but... had you know we we we've uh, in our range we've had lumix we've had canon mm. uh, primarily nikon and sony we've had them all and now i think the nikon is Nikon could go and uh, you know the Nikon yeah. uh, Z camera that I bought going back just a few months ago may well get uh, you know traded in traded in um, for an R6 you know, well for, yeah that's right yeah R6 or an R5 I'm, I'm now looking at so yeah I mean if I could afford it I'd go for the R5 mm. um, because it does it does have a better sensor as far as image quality is concerned I think it's yeah. 45 million pixels and I think the R6 is just over 20 so there is a big difference there and of course it does the 8k video as well however I seem to be read read I think we were reading this together the R6 is slightly better at low light which, yes, which for yeah. weddings is yeah. is what so you need. Weddings so. is great, and then for yeah. studio stuff for products and the other thing that we do and events and product stuff and everything, it's more than good enough for what I need. Yeah, because I was saying that I found that in in recent years, when I look back at the work that we do, okay, apart from weddings, and I look at the commercial work that we do, I would say ninety nine percent of stuff, it's probably hundred percent of stuff that I shoot now, is the clients come to us and they say we need it for website use, we need it for yeah. social media, we need it mm. for digital imaging. That's what we need. No one ever says, look, you know, we're gonna, we, this is gonna be blown up huge. I, I've, there's every chance that some images have been blown up big, and I just don't know about it. Yeah. Um, but saying that, um, the vast majority of stuff is is shot, and it's not needed that big. So it's making that decision of you know, how far can you go with sort of, you know, file size and resolution and all of that? Because as I discovered a few years ago, when I bought the D3, when it was brand new, I bought it because it, for a number of reasons, but it was a top end Nikon. It was going from mm. medium format to DSLR for the first time. I thought I need to buy the best one that I possibly can mm. to compete mm. with medium format. And then I bought the D4, the D4S, and then I found actually, you know what, the D750, which, which, which Robert had. Yeah. This, was just as good. I thought, hang on a minute, I spent all this money on a D4S and the D750 is an amazing camera. It's, this is, it's, because then I found that the technology that was used in the D4 and the D3 had been implemented into the D750. Yeah. Okay. So, so technology from the top end cameras always filters down. I mean, I think that era, I mean, that was sort of like the late noughties, wasn't it? When these, when the D750 came yeah, out that's around right, yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah. And Canon had the uh, 5D Mark II. They released these cameras I think they probably realized they released them at a too lower price because Quite interesting because they were amazing cameras at that time. I mean, the, the mark that the, the, the original 5D was good, but the, the mark two was the first one to have a video like the, the HD video mm. um, uh, at, at that sort of quality. And I remember one of their marketing campaigns was showing video that was shot by 
the Mark II, which just looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, they forgot to mention the lighting technicians and the studios that they hired for that advert as well. But yeah. nevertheless, yeah. the quality was there. Um, so, but I, I mean, I noticed that to buy an equivalent of that now, you're looking at a lot more money because they put the prices up, mm. basically. I think, I don't know what the Mark IV goes for now, but I think it was, I mean, I think I spent about 1500 on the body for the Mark II, mm. which... It's dirt cheap, really. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Compar- yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You can't you can't buy a camera that quality. That's right, like, yeah. You know, uh, respectively. I, yeah, with, but with I found that, as, that, as photographers, yeah. we're very easily led into, oh yeah, but this camera does this, it's got this resolution, it's amazing, it shoots mm. in low light, it's really fast, it's got brilliant focus and all that. But actual fact, do you really need all of those in the work that you actually do? Yeah. Like, no, you, are you, right? No. Okay, it might be a camera that's geared for sports photography. I don't do any sports no. photography, not really. I, so I you don't need a, a little bit, but yeah. hardly anything, really. You know, you don't need something that's ridiculously fast. No, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but, but what happens is. is a lot of photographers get caught in all of that, thinking, yeah, yeah but it does all of this, and I'm going to yeah. go and spend the five grand on 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 the camera body because it's a great camera. Yes, it's a great camera. There's no denying that. But do you really need all of that? So mm. I think as photographers, it's really important to sort of say, I need a camera, but what are my primary reasons mm. for buying that? And do I I need to buy the right camera? I've always said this. And I learned that lesson more so after buying the D4, D3, D4 and the D4S, yeah. thinking, actually, I don't need to buy the top end camera for what I need. And if yeah. I do, and it's happened occasionally, and it's happened on, uh, it has happened a handful of times, I've rented something, mm. you know, um, you know, something that's really high end and top end, where I've had to do something that was needed going back a few years ago, that really was high end. And I did hire something in for that. Yeah. Um, and um and so I think that's quite important as photographers, we should sort of say, okay, do I need that resolution? Yeah. The images that I'm getting from my existing camera and lens, pin sharp, they're good enough for what I need. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things I'd say on that. I mean, first of all, I've never actually bought a top end camera mm. as in flagship models. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never bought one. As I say, I think I had my first ever DSLR was a secondhand Nikon mm. 100. Yeah. Um, and then when I was working at Venture, they all started using Canons because they were using Hasselblads at first, but then yeah. moved on to the Canon. And they, he bought the the owner of that studio bought like the Canon ES One Mark, whatever it was. I, yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and I looked at it and I thought, well, I ain't spending that much money for my new DSLR, so that's yeah. why I bought the Mark II because actually yeah. I looked at the resolution and it was similar, if not better. Yeah. than the one at the time yeah. or, or something i was like why yeah. I, is this a misprint why is it so so i never actually got around to buying uh, you yeah. know a, a, a flagship camera and the other thing i'd say and i've mentioned this before because a um, friend of the show uh tommy reynolds is uh i saw one of his videos and he was like this is before he bought because he's now got the r5 but before he bought it he had the same cameras i had the mark three mm, the, uh, yeah. the 5d mark three and he was like look at the moment, I don't need a new camera. This does what I want it to do. Yeah. I don't need to buy. Don't don't think you have to buy a new camera because of the hell of it. Yes. And I think the event, the reason why he did upgrade in the end is because his actuation is obviously getting higher and higher, like yeah. every other everybody's yeah. camera does, and you do have yeah. to change it. But yeah. Only change a camera if you absolutely need to. Oh, exactly. Don't don't change it. Don't for the do it for the hell of it. it. That's right. No. Yeah. And I need to because my DSLR that I've got that I'm going to keep. Um, I've suddenly found actually using your camera, using the Canon um, over the weekend or, or last Friday it was, made mm. me realize thinking, actually, hang on. But the reason why I was hanging on to my DSLR, because it's my Nikon mirrorless, isn't doing everything that my DSLR could. But I think the Canon was. 
mm. right and that's what i was saying i'm going to keep my dslr don't get rid of your dslr i'm thinking actually hang on a minute i could actually get rid of this dslr now possibly so um i said you know we're gonna meet up in a few days i'm going to try yeah. it out again and then you know i've got a couple of big shoots coming up next week so um i will possibly hire one or possibly buy one straight away or something just to give it another test and whatever and of course we've got the society show coming up and see what deals there are and yeah that type of thing coming up as well and that's for anyone out there thinking of buying a camera but yeah so really what what we're saying is yeah buy a camera if you really need to but also buy the camera that suited to your needs don't just necessarily yeah. get bought into you know uh, what's great now this leads quite well into something mark that you wanted to talk about was um about creativity against saleability mm. um in uh, in our images uh, or in photography in general um what was it that uh you were so you know you, were, you know when we're talking about well it's, it's, it's yeah uh well we, we were discussing this weren't we creativity versus saleability i mean it's i suppose it's just a question that uh, like a conversation that me and you were having because mm. obviously i i'm i was sort of on one of your jobs essentially your wedding so mm. obviously i will shoot how you want me to shoot things mm. which is probably be different to how i shoot for my own weddings mm. and for other people's i mean i do a lot of freelancing mm. i work for a few different companies and, and whatever as well as my own stuff as well mm. just i mean partly is to see how other people do stuff as well it's great to keep a hand in see what mm. other people are doing because yeah. you can always improve it on your on your Definitely. own stuff so yeah um but yeah it's like i know that recently i bought these we'll say recently when when did i buy them it was it was after the pandemic so it would have been sort of summer last year i think um and i bought these two um led lights um mm. and and i found them because i love doing i love you know lighting i really like it in the studio i like mm. doing rim lights and all these different sort of you know whether it's rembrandt lighting or mm. lighting, whatever it is i do like that studio look i always have done mm. and i've always liked the idea of bringing that into location stuff or wedding stuff where mm. i can obviously you can't do it all the time but for some of those sort of sort of key shots you know like bride and groom together you know mainly that's what it's about yeah um so i brought it and of course i do a lot of indian weddings as well so when you're doing things like um uh all the sort of the, the pre-wedding parties um that you go to you know, like the juggins and all that kind of stuff um you know there are times to be with the groom or the bride because generally they're separate aren't they um yeah. and we could do some kind of nice things because they obviously they'll have their henna tattoos on and, and all that kind of stuff you know that have been recently done so it's nice little detail shots you can get and you could do like a little studio shoot mm. um but you know the thought of bringing studio lights with you to like these wedding events is just like nah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> nah. i haven't got any battery ones yet because they're all about 800 quid a, a head and you know i've got four ones that work fine talk to you about that in a moment because i'm well, close to buying some uh, yeah, yes so well yeah, oh, so yeah. <laughs> you're a bit of a spending spirit oh moment, god but. tell me about it yeah <laughs> um but yeah so um so i got these led lights they're mega bright mm. uh, i think it makes about a stop maybe even two stops difference on some of the settings right. they are really bright and i've got yeah, they are, yeah i want to get a third one but with this i can do rim lighting with my on-ball flash as well and i can get some really cool stuff yeah. And you can do off camera sort of lighting without yeah. having to worry about syncing and light metering yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because you just like, so what we did, so just to cast the scene, 
for, for this wedding that we did. Um, we took it in turns, didn't we? But uh, when I was shooting, that there's the couple they had at the venue. They had this amazing sort of like footbridge mm. over. It's kind of like wasn't really a river, was it? Like a little stream. Or stream something. really, it's yeah. really pretty. But they put all these fairy lights along it. Yeah. So we wanted to get this bocker effect, didn't we? Yeah. And for the bocker, people who don't know what bocker is, it's it's when if you imagine when lights, fairy lights go out of focus and they just create these like light orbs all over the place. Yeah. It's really magical. It's yeah. Really, beautiful um so we thought well let's get this done so it was just getting a little bit dark wasn't it it's that kind of golden hour moment yeah and um i had cam with one of these lights on a light stand <laughs> like is that operating it like a boom man you know yeah that's right, yeah yeah and so i could sort of direct him going well just move the light a bit that way or a bit this way or whatever so he had it off camera which was lovely so i didn't have to use my flash mm. i could put my lens down to 1.8 to get this bocker effect with mm. the with, with, with the lights and i was really pleased with yeah with the effect and i don't think we would have gotten it as well if you're just using an onboard flash no and uh, and i really could see that because there were a number of things going on in that shot because because it had been raining all day and suddenly we had a bit of a sunset didn't we and there was a pink sky in yeah. the background wasn't it yeah so suddenly it was like it was almost meant to be we were out there and suddenly it looked amazing the bride was up for it managed to get her outside it stopped yeah. raining for the for a few minutes and we yeah. got those shots now and we got some great shots. Now, however, saying that, I know that had we not had those lights, I could have still done some really, really nice shots, mm. um, which I would have concentrated more on nat using natural light, using an 85 mil lens, dropping the background out of focus, getting all of that. Um, and the images still would have looked absolutely brilliant. We're working mm. on the pose of the of the bride and the yeah. groom more so, like a more, more like a fashion type shoot mm. with them. Okay, so I know and and I know that the images still would have been absolutely fantastic. Mm. However, by doing them the way that you suggested and with these lights and doing them, they were lifted considerably. Mm. Okay, so we would have got two very different types of shoots. Both would have been absolutely fantastic. Now, as from an art point of view, the ones that we did with the lighting that you were talking about, I love them. I think that, that to me, they look absolutely fantastic. Great. Yeah. However, we went to that time and effort. And we were working really quick because mm. you know what you're doing and I know what I'm doing. Okay, so we can work very quick. Yeah. Move the yeah. light to left, move it up and down. You know, I mean, little things like putting a light on a stand. Some people don't even know how yeah. to do that, right? You know, and yeah, we yeah. know what we're doing from all the little mm. things to keep it moving. Because got to work really quick. And we weren't out there with the bride and groom for, for an hour. We were out there for 15 minutes, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 15, 20, 20, something 20 like that. tops, okay? Yeah. So it's about being really quick. Now, when you look at those pictures, they look fantastic. And I can appreciate that the effort that we went to and we were doing it. However, would your average person and the bride and groom be aware of that? Okay, no, I don't think they would be. And now, from an artist's point of view, you might say, yeah, but we're creators. We wanted to put that extra effort mm. in because it's about what we create. It's about what we do as well. However, I could have made that much simpler and they would have been just as happy and I would have mm. been happy with what I'd shot as well. Yeah, I th and I think that's what it is in the client's eyes. Absolutely. Um, however, that is just talking about the picture. You see, I think... You know, when they if 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 someone in a couple of years time will say to, oh yeah, so you got married, didn't you? Yeah. What were your photographers like? 
they go oh yeah you know they're, they're really good but you know what we did these shots on the bridge and they got these lights out it was like being in a proper professional shoot i mean they were buzzing afterwards i mean we said they were great with the photography she was she really liked it mm. he wasn't so bothered mm. yeah um, but he was great don't get mm. me wrong he was like he was up for it he was he's was going to do it there was you know mm. it wasn't like being you know yeah he, he was being he was really good but you know, it's definitely her. But even he was buzzing, you know, afterwards. Mm. And he was like, and we also did these rim light stuff as well, didn't we? Mm. After yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Which yeah. you wouldn't have been able to done without those lights. But that's right. Um, but yeah, it's uh for me, it's also the experience of it as well. I think they probably felt, oh, look at that. Yeah, we did like a proper, you know, almost like a fashion shoot and you had these lights and all these people doing stuff. And do you know what I, I mean? Think that was, I, oh, and definitely. I think that'll create the buzz. And then when they see those pictures, it'll yeah. enhance those pictures because of the experience that they had. And I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Oh, I totally agree with you because it it, it gave that it gave them that feel good factor. We mm. were having a laugh and a joke and, yeah. and, and enjoying it while we were doing it. And they could see mm. we we're enjoying it and they were enjoying it. And I just said yeah. sometimes, because I'm really sorry for keeping you out here. And they were like, no, 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 it's fine. It's great. This is great. You know, so. Yeah. We you know, could see we were conscious of time. We didn't get them away from their guests, you know, unnecessarily mm. that type of thing. And at no point did they say, look, oh, we've had enough of this. I don't want to do this. But we know how not to do that anyway. Mm. And because everything was set up before the bride and groom came out to a certain extent. But then we, yeah. we played around with things and that type of thing. Mm. But, it, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I found now that in recent years, because I've done so many weddings and so many client shoots and whether they're products and whatever, it's very easy to get into that. I know what the customer wants. Mm. I know I'm going to give them a really good job. I know where it meets the budget as well. Okay. You find it's like a conveyor belt. Right. It can be like a conveyor belt. Yeah. And there are times when you think, do you know what? I could, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to try this with a bit of lighting. And then you think, actually, you know what? The client doesn't want it. And mm. I've gone past the stage of sort of thinking, you know what? I know the client doesn't want it, but I'm just going to shoot it for myself. And I'm going to give it to the client to see what they think. Yeah. I've got, I, I don't do that. Okay. Mm. Uh, and, uh, no, so I don't do that. I have done it occasionally, but I've never spent a great spent a great deal of time doing that. It's because uh, because there's too many other things going on. I've got to move on to the next thing. I've got to move on to the next job. I've got to move on to yeah. the next shoot. I've got to get mm. everything else done. I've got time to to pretty things up, right? Yeah, to get loads of lights out and to to do it for my own creative satisfaction. My mm. satisfaction really comes from client is re I know these are really good images. The client's got what they want. And the client is really happy. That's my satisfaction mm. now. But that's being a business owner, you know. Mm. I guess, and I yeah. think, the, the, and I think that happens with probably a lot of photographers. At the end of the day, I could go out and do some incredible pictures. I've got, I'm picking up my my phone here. I could go out and do some really good creative pictures of this. But the client says, "Yeah, but it's not what we it's not what we're looking for. Great mm. and all of that, but you know, we, we just wanted them on a plain white background." <laughs> yeah, no, and obviously I get that because of my portrait. You know, generally it's plain white background stuff. But mm. if I can, I will always sneak in something a bit more creative or you know i will always do like a bit of you know 10 minutes at the end just with different style of lighting yeah. or, or something like that if or you know if, if, if it's not something that they wanted mm. that much um because in some cases they don't know what they don't want until they see yeah yeah you know course, do you know yeah. what i mean so for me it's like yeah okay I, i'll always do this that and the other i'll always get the basics down you, you gotta you know and like you say if there's a brief mm. you gotta stick to it but if you can, always do that little bit beyond, I think. Because oh yeah, yeah. I because mean because I I think especially with what I do with the studio, 
you know, I'll, I'll surprise them with something when they come to see the pictures, mm, you know, yeah. and they'll go, oh, wow. Even yeah. if they don't buy that shot, yeah, it then enhances all the other pictures as well. Yeah. Because I d- no, I d- yeah, I, I do agree. And, and I don't want to come across as not, I don't go above and beyond for the clients. No, no, no. I wasn't but, suggesting you, yeah, you yeah. were. And I, and I do in many other ways, but I won't necessarily because it does come across. It does come from that creativity versus saleability. Yeah. And it's funny, we were having this conversation, as you said, on Friday, but I didn't realise yeah. we were sort of having this conversation until you said to me before we started this, that I want to talk about what we're talking about on Friday. And you gave yeah. it a title. And that's yeah. a really valid title, creativity and saleability, because it is that point of me saying that, look, this is what the this is what the client asked for, and this is what the client's got. I've given them some a few mm. different things here. That's I think maybe if we do, you know, to go out and do some uh, headshots and general office shots for a, for for a, for a company going back a month or so ago, six weeks ago, and I did try to do some different stuff, and they were saying, "Oh wow, that's really good." But you know, when it really came to it, because I said to them that there's a few images, there's a lot of images there, but you need to send me back the ones that you want carefully editing. I'm not going to yeah. unnecessarily edit loads of pictures when you're never going to use them the mm. ones they sent me were the ones that they asked me to do in the first place all the ones that they said oh love those images it's great they'd never actually chose them mm. you know because it didn't fit their brief yes and i can understand that when it comes to things like headshots and company websites and, mm. and all that kind of stuff they yeah. probably have a brief that their designer wants them to stick to and and x y yeah. and, I, and i get that i yeah. do weddings are slightly different because you do have that little bit of scope to yeah. And family portraiture is a little different as well because mm. you've got that little scope. Just to I tell you what, I'm just going to do a few off yeah. the cuff things or yeah. something that's a bit left field. See what they think to it. They don't have yeah. to buy it because they've got all the other ones there as well. But I mean, it's like when we do product videos, you know, you have all these amazing ideas to do. I want to do this. I want to bring in this new technique. I want to do that. I want to do this. But at the end of the day, that you know, the, a lot of the time the budget's not there and you can't do what you'd really like to do with it. And it becomes quite sort of bog standard but again it's yeah. it's it, again it's what the client looks for you know and i don't know what again really... I'll, I'll go with the difference there between something like a wedding and and uh, and, and product i mean i i i can't imagine many products or product manufacturers of products want a massively amazing slick looking video because people will just be talking about the video mm. and not their product. Yeah. So yeah. I understand that. Yeah. You know, you kind of want, this is what it is. Flash is going to, you know, clean your floors. I'm sure there's many other floor cleaners available, but yeah, they're going to clean your floors in this amount of time. And it's going to last this amount of time. That's all they want to get across. They yeah. don't really want yeah. this cinematic video, but with weddings again, I think it's, yeah. it's catching their magical day. And, and that thing about the, the bridge with the bocker and all that, it did make those shots magical, didn't it? It did, yeah. And, and shot, that yeah. is part of yeah. what weddings are about, is it's supposed yeah. to be that fantastic day of your life and all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And and, and as I said, I you know, uh, and now I want to move even further forward from what we've done. And we've always mm. moved things forward here. Always, That's why we've been going for so long as well. You know, yeah. and it's why a lot of couples do come to us and we get our, you know, commercial clients as well coming to us because they know that we, we're always trying things. We're always moving forward with the times of things. And now this is another reason for moving that step forward again with it yeah. as well. You know, it um, keeps it fresh for us as well. Cause if we, well, that's we get, if we get bored yeah, and we're just going by the numbers and just going yeah. through the motions, you know, clients, clients will know that. Yeah, clients, that's right, they, they, yeah. they'll see that a mile off. So there's no yeah. point. Yeah. So it's always about trying to do something slightly different. And yeah, I as think long so. as it's not taking over, it can't take over, obviously. Yeah, that's so. right. Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the things we were talking about, again, about weddings again, and, and it's not just weddings, but it's any client 
job, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You've always got to be mindful of what the client wants at the end of the yes, day. Of you know, it's very easy to say, yeah, but it's not what I do. It's not what I like doing. Yeah, but the thing is, you've, you've, you've taken this job on. Mm. You've agreed a budget with them. And this is what they want. You know, it's, yeah. no, there's no point in battling with it. No, 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 no. You know, say, say when it comes Always to, get what the client wants. Yeah, if, if it's a wedding video. I mean, the videos that we do are very cinematic style videos. Mm. Um, but I've got a couple who came to see me t- t- uh, last two weeks ago. Um, they're not getting married till next year. And they want us to do their photography in the video. But their video, they want something really traditional and very old-fashioned. Mm. So I was really surprised at so I said, mm. look, we can, it's not what we do, but we can do it for you. It's, there's, there's no, no, there's no problem in doing that for you. Yeah. This is the way we're going to film it, but you won't then, but you don't want that cinematic look. In actual fact, it was the groom that wanted the, the, the traditional look and that was, was the bride wanted that cinematic look. Now that makes it doubly difficult for us. Mm. So we basically said we can do whatever they want to do four weeks before the wedding. We're going to sit down and have a pre-wedding meeting. And then I have to iron those things out and say, look, I've made notes when we met you wanted this, you wanted this. What do you want to do? Because you need to make that decision of how you want us to film it. But always be mindful of that, of what the bride and groom wants, Mm. you know, or or, or any client, whatever they want. Don't just go and say, look, I'm the photographer. I'm the creator. This Mm. is what I do. Sodgy type of thing, you know, because, because, you know, because that, that really is. So always listen very, very carefully to what the client wants. Ask the client, what, what do you want? what do you want to use the images for or would you want to use the video for where are you going to use it you know uh, and find out what the what the client is actually looking for mm. then you can start throwing in your own ideas and then you can say oh, actually would you like to do this would you like to do that would you like yeah. to do this you know so Collaboration. It, it has to be this right yeah mm. but the client has their has have their own ideas because you don't know when the client comes to you where the original idea came from. It may have come mm. from the MD from the company and there's no budging on it, you know. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or no, like or, I said, like web design or something. Yeah, You've got to yeah. have white background because it goes with the with, with what what's happening everywhere else. And exactly. So therefore right, a blue yeah. background won't be any good. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting anyway. And I think it's important. I think it's important that that you know photographers are aware of that. But creativity versus saleability, uh subject we could all on about now yeah it's about marrying the two at the end of the day exactly that's right yeah and wanting to change the the whole mood and the tone of everything we're very mindful of what's going on um in ukraine and um and the support and and everything that everyone's been showing and uh you touched on this didn't you with with some of the images that have been coming back yeah i mean obviously it's, it's it's a it's a terrible thing that's happening i mean i just want to point out as well it's it's terrible when any country gets invaded by a foreign force and uh, you know i think before we get on our high horses about what's going on or anything you know you think about what happened in iraq and it's exactly the same and you know there's no one there's no sort of set of people who are sort of more important than anybody else when it comes to this sort of stuff because we're all human beings at the end of the day um i think the reason why the U- ukrainian um uh issue is 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 more sort of hits home to us a bit more it's because they're a European country and um, although they're not in the EU, they're not in NATO, you know. It's closer to home at the end of the day. It's closer to home. It's, it's yeah. three hours on a plane. Kiev yeah, is right. three, three hours on a plane from, yeah. from London. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not that sort of far away sort of distant land, mm. which you'll never get in contact with. Um, you know, you look at, you looked at the, uh, the scenes in Ukraine before the invasion and, 
you know, it, it, it could have been any city in, 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 in the UK. And, exactly, and that's, that's right. That's yeah. why it hits home, yeah. you know, uh, which is why. And, and I, I don't really, it's not about glorifying war or anything like that, but some of the imagery that's come out, you, you see some really good work coming out from photographers and i want to be careful how i say because i don't think the images are fantastic or anything like that because they're not that not what they're depicting is is an incredibly awful thing but they're very powerful hmm. and i know there's quite a few shots of scene where it's at a train station and you got the family that are in the train apart from the dags obviously the men can't leave ukraine because they've got to go and fight and to be honest, I think most of them want to do that as well. Mm. But, you know, they're leaving, their, their family are going off on the train and they're putting hands on the windows. And there's this one where this young boy had his hand on the window and the dad had his hand on the other window. You don't know if they're going to see each other again. And I just, mm. it just stuck with me, you know? It's very, very moving. And you can just see that it, that's what would happen here if it, if it happened here. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's the, it's the, it's the emotion that comes from those, from those images and we're not talking about whether a picture is well taken or, or, no. or not. It's just the content of the actual imagery. It's the power coming back. It. And, you know, there's so much on, on, on news channels that we see of videos that they're showing and obviously the live reporting. And mm. occasionally what they do is some notes on some news channels, they've shown a series of still images or they've got a, uh, they're showing a video and suddenly they show a, show a still image. And I think yeah. you look at it and you think, wow, when you see it as a still image rather than a moving image, mm. you know, like a, a bit of video. It's that there, moment in time. Isn't yeah. It? There's something that's a, that, that's that much more powerful to, to some of those, to the, to, to some of those images, but it goes to show the importance of photography and the, the message that it can convey mm. because the only way that we can, yeah, we can see what's happening is through imagery, you know, yeah. um, and those images do depict what's going on, do depict what's going out on out there. And we don't really have any idea of, of really what it's like out there at all. No. And those, those but those images give us <laughs> still make us, you know, still give that emotion um, and the power of what's going on you know uh, of, of what's going out there and families being separated and yeah. and altering uh, you know elderly people and young children and i saw a video on the, the the patients that were coming out and they were all cancer patients you know and yeah. they're running out of medical supplies and all mm. of that you know um and all of that video footage you know when you when you when you look back at black and white footage of what happened in in world war Two, and you see people getting on trains you can't help but see oh know, correlation right yeah that's right yeah. yeah you know and that was and that was in black and white i remember i did a i went to Auschwitz a few years ago and you know you can't help but be drawn into mm. uh, you know guys when, when you look at the images that go on there but then you know when you're there somewhere like that you start to build these images in your mind and as you're walking around the the, the different areas of somewhere like that you start to you start to build these pictures in your mind and certain pictures that you've seen in the past just come to mind as well, mm. you know? So, mm. you know, photography carries that message. Photography has a responsibility. Photography, you know, um, you know, photographers out there that are sending these images back, you know, people out there are saying, let the world know what's going on, yeah. show the world what's going on, tell them what's going on. Mm. So these images that are now coming and that are now coming across are, you know, uh, are, are evidence of all of that, you know, and, and the brave photographers, you see the press, you see the press out there, um, you know, they, they're putting their own lives on the line yeah. to report. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a lot of photographers out there, you know, that are going to be, that 
that that are on the front line that are you know that, that put mm. themselves put themselves at risk so they can document what's going on it's a well, very it's in, very serious subject it's important work uh, i think that's yeah. that's it and i think as well you know i can't and, and i i did this I, I do this with a lot of conflicts you know with syria i mean you know aleppo i mean blimey you know that just got leveled mm. um and you see the pictures coming out um you know and i think it's our duty to look at these pictures really because mm. we are you know we, we, we yes we have our first world problems you know whether it's party gate or you know even in some aspects of the pandemic oh i've got to wear a mask i mean you know it's i know there were some horrible things that happened with it too and i'm not dismissing that but in general we live a comfortable life oh yes that's right yeah you know yeah. uh we we you know everyone talks about again there's this privilege we're, we're all privileged yes mm. there's degrees in it i know there's that argument about white privilege and all that kind of stuff but if you live in this country generally we do live a privileged life mm. there are as i say nuances to that and there are different grades to that which need, needs to be all leveled up no doubt yeah um but you know we, we are privileged and i don't know this is another country that probably felt the same way you yes, know, Ukraine probably right, yeah. felt, yeah, we lived in a privileged country as well. And, yeah. you know, we don't have to worry about droughts and famine and, and yeah. all these wars that seem to be happening in these far flung areas of the world. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, which is still going on, by the way. I'm pretty sure Yemen is still getting bombed to hell. And, you know, exactly, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. But, yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, these, these guys not so long ago were probably toasting in the new year like we were, you yeah. know. That's right. Yeah. And that's, I think that again, that's why it hits home. But I do think it's important to to look at these images and just understand where we are in the world because you know, with all our little problems and should I buy an R6 or an R5 or <laughs> yeah, all this kind right. of yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. These are the problems these guys had a few weeks ago. Yeah. And now right, they've yeah. got a, a lot more, you know, yeah, heart, right. you know, a lot, lot more to worry about. And yeah. these images show it, you know. And yeah. I think it's important to look at it because it yeah. is. There's some people out there doing some very important work. That's right. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's what it is. It yeah. is very important work. That's right. And the yeah. least we can do is 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 look at yeah, it. Yeah, acknowledge that and acknowledge their bravery for, for being yeah. out there as well. So yeah. but even a lot of it is mobile phones, you know, it's yeah, people yeah. on the ground. And yeah. and we do live in an age where, you know, let's face it, that the president of Ukraine used to be a comedian. You know, he yeah. won their I think I think he won Dancing with the Stars, which is their version. Something of like that, wasn't it? Dancing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was a, he was a comedian. And then he became president and now he's a wartime president. And he knows, you know, when you see his, he's so uh, engaging in the things that he says yeah. when, when he's on screen. And that's because of his training as an, as an actor, as a, as a, you know, in his previous life, as it were. And it's, we're in that age where we've got mobile phones and you've got all this, we're all on screen. We're all taking pictures. We're all part of this. Mm. And um, we live in that age where this information is readily available. And it is, as I say, our duty really to, to look at it. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. OK, great. So I want to move on to uh, uh, one final uh, story to just uh, ch just change it back again. Um, yeah. uh, I came across a, uh, a guy, Samuel Ride, um, on some news channels who has been taking a photo every day for the last 10 years at the same time. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, yes. Samuel Ride, uh, who got his first smartphone in 2012, and he began to photograph a project, whatever he was up to, at 12.34 p.m. every day. Now, I was going to ask you, <laughs> <laughs> what was the sig? Why did he do it at 12.34? Well, <laughs> I have to. For a minute, right? I will leave that for people right? to work people it out. Think about it, okay? I, I so, do know why, and it's Yeah, brilliant. okay, so, so he shot at 12.34 every day. 
Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't pick up on that. I just glossed no, over it. Until yeah. he mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, and he initially, he planned to complete the project over one year, but afterwards decided to keep on snapping. And 10 years later, this 40-year-old artist who's a hairdresser from London, uh, come on what area it was in London, um, has documented both exciting and mundane nature of everyday London life. Mm. And he says, despite life occasionally life getting in the way, in inverted commas, uh, he says he rarely misses a moment and wants to continue the project for his for the rest of his life. This is one of those things, right? One of these ideas that's so simple and makes you think, why on earth didn't I think of this? Because I think it's absolutely brilliant. I yeah. love it. I really this isn't do. the first guy to do it, though, Cam. No, he I... isn't. But it's fantastic. I love it. I know a photo a day. Right, and yeah. there are people that have, um, that have that have done this, but I think it's brilliant because the what the, the stuff that he's documented from yeah from exciting stuff to mundane stuff, you know. But well, I think he tries to show a, a wider picture around him, so he tries to yeah. show pictures in context. I think what's interesting is where you perhaps start to see buildings change and roads and cars and people's, you know, fashion sense change. I think yeah. that will start to suddenly you you're going to start to see that yeah maybe in 15 years or 20 years when you look back and you think oh this picture was 20 years ago wow i remember it was like that you know and mm. i remember the traffic lights used to look like that you know everything yeah changed, yeah it? we don't realize that you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. um you know i was doing something uh did i mention the last podcast recently i was doing some photography for uh taking pictures of lampposts for a company that's been putting new lampposts into uh <laughs> i don't remember that we okay into that, local then. area and uh um they're a big big old company now and uh um and he was showing me the lampposts that have changed he was showing me the old ones and these new ones that have been installed in certain areas and you know and he was asking me what I thought of these new lampposts. <laughs> what do you think? He was, really, he was really proud of them. He was really into it. Well, it's yeah. a lamppost, but yeah. It's just a lamppost, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I had to ask questions that made me, you know, but but no, they were a little bit different, you know. They were still mm. long and thin and silver. And yeah. still a light at the top, but they were still different. However, when they come on at night, they don't give that orange light that we've got so used to. They're now sort of, you know, uh, very carefully um, balanced lights that give a natural light mm, and don't mm. throw out as much light as those orange ones do. You know, the amount yeah. of light pollution those orange lampposts gave out over yeah. the years. So that's all changing. There's still things like that that, that just change around you. The mm. shop signs or... I think it's a fascinating project that he's done, this, this, yeah. this guy. Uh, nothing particularly great about the photography or anything but they're just interesting photos there's a snapshot of history change well that's it it's, it's not about photography really is it it's, it's about history yeah um and i think obviously photography and history do go hand in hand i guess um mm. similar to what we were talking about a minute ago with the ukraine stuff it's 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 there, there is an element of documenting what's going on yeah. and this obviously you got the seriousness of that in ukraine yeah. to something which isn't quite so serious which yeah. is which is this but yeah it's still documenting what's going on how we were at that time mm. um and yeah you're right i mean i've seen the photographs none of them are particularly technically amazing or anything no. like that and he doesn't he doesn't profess they are either to no. be fair it, it's just about that documentation of it um but yeah it's always interesting it's and, simple, it's a and, simple I, and i hope at some yeah. point he he produces a book with it all in because actually oh, he's bound be, to isn't he yeah that'd be really interesting yeah. to see. yeah but i think things like that again it's that importance of documenting things and it's how we see things and it's funny isn't it how you we're all taking more pictures than before and we're all probably doing the same thing without even realizing it and yeah. we look back and we scroll through our pictures but then when actually somebody says look this is what i've been doing 
Yeah. I've been doing this. And then you look at the picture, you think, wow, yeah, God, I can actually see what you've been doing and there's a meaning behind it and I can see what's happening and something like that. And mm. a lot of people say, oh, I don't know what to do. I want to do some photos. I want to become a better photographer, but I don't know what to take pictures of. And sometimes simple ideas like this can work really well. You know, you don't yeah. need a great camera. You just need, you know, like your phone will do. Phones take mm. great pictures. You know, we've been through that, you know, many times. And, uh, but an interesting, just an interesting subject really. Again, it's all about documenting yeah all about documenting and the world around us well know. i mean we, we we're as, as, as a sort of a race Gradually of people as in the yeah. human race you know yeah. we, we do a lot of this don't we we do a lot of documentation and whether it's family albums mm, yeah. or or you know sending you know putting a load of information sticking it on a satellite and shoving it into outer space you know with yeah with with music and we are this and you know yeah, yeah that's right yeah for for some for some aliens to one day say there were humans down there but they destroyed their own planet yes because they were you know? taking the hell out of each other and didn't yeah. give a crap That's about right, yeah. the environment so yeah. a clever lot they were <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. a footnote in the universe's history yeah <laughs> yeah exactly That's right yeah you know yeah. and god knows how many years they'll look back and they'll say oh yeah and humans existed then and yes uh, they yeah, did well, what an incredibly dumb race dumb that was. race they were <laughs> that's yeah. Right. yeah that's right yeah and, oh, uh, we're certainly not uh Certainly going that way, aren't we? <laughs> oh, blimey. Okay. We, it's, all, it's all doom and gloom at the moment. It's a bit doom and um, gloom, isn't it? So, I, but I do know what you mean. It's yeah. um we are, we are the we are we are the dumbest creatures on the planet, aren't we? Yeah, but also also we do spectacularly great things as well. And it, it's we're we're a quandary to ourselves, I guess. Yeah, but I reckon the animal kingdom does incredible things that we are we will never be aware of. True. Right, the, the things that we just don't see around us, just any, you know, yeah. we just don't see them. They're doing every, every every creature has a part to play in the system. Oh yes, it's circle okay. of life and all that, isn't it? Exactly, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we have yeah. a habit of destroying all of that with 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 no need to destroy it. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a, this this is a massive tangent and possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a photography-based podcast, Cam. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah. anyway, let's wrap up there. I'm going to yeah. possibly be saying when we come on to the next podcast, I am no longer a Nikon user. I know. This is... <laughs> this is. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to think about it, to be honest. It, it, it's the world gone nuts. I know. I think I'm <laughs> Cam's going, going for Cam. But you know, I've always said this, and I'll say it again. I've always said Nikon, Canon as good as each other the only thing that is that's two things about nikon is when i started using 35 mil i was with the company i was working for and we were using large format medium format really yeah but when it came to 35 mil i, I was handed a, a nikon i think it's an f2 or something so i just started mm, on nikon f2. and that, that just went through okay yeah. now then well, i'm I, I just gonna I was, say yeah. i mean my first digital slr was a nikon right my the, the the film SLR I had before that was also a nickel. Right, you know, right. it's not okay. like I was Canon all the way through. It was only because I was working for a studio that used Canon, and it made sense for me to then buy a Canon. Of, of course, that's right. Yeah, but the thing is, is and I still say it now, is that the Canon menu system is so much more confusing. But nothing is any. But nothing is more confusing than the Sony system. The <laughs> yeah. Sony menu system has got to be the worst menu system mm. after we've 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 waved the flag for sony many times 
you know, uh, on the podcast over the last couple of years. We really have. But their menu system, honestly, it's a ball ache. It really is. Yeah, your friends at Sony aren't going to be happy with you, are they? We say it as it is. Anyone that's got Sony and we use Sony for video, they're great cameras. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about the menu system. It's it's not. It's really it's not user friendly. Can Nikon's is the most user friendly menu system. I know. I agree. There. Yeah, I do okay. like the Nikon menu system. And and Canon's is not Canon's kind of in friendly. between. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. kind of in between. It's not dire. Um, I mean, I'm still getting used to know where all the things are because obviously I've. I've, yeah. bought, I've got two cameras that are generations apart yeah. <laughs> so they are slightly different yeah. um, and also the fact that now my menu is touchscreen which is yeah. kind of I forget that and then yeah. I try and touchscreen the uh, <laughs> the Mark 3 and wonder why it's not working <laughs> the other thing I just touched on briefly wasn't it that uh, um, I'm also now in the process of doing is getting rid of um, mains powered studio flash yes yes um, <laughs> I mean I would like to go that way I mean I've seen pictures of the the new head by Elencon called the Elecon one and it does look like a sexy beast I have to say I've but that. Yeah, yeah it's about 800 quid a light yeah yeah <laughs> so so I'm going to be uh uh yes in the very near future I will be cableless yeah yeah well, pick, I mean Pixar Pro is probably worth a look I think they were the ones I was looking at. Do you think? It's yeah, Pixar because they're, 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 yeah. lots of people I know um, use use Pix use Pixar Pros. And, yeah, um, I think that's what I was looking you know, at. I, so. think, I think they're good. Yeah, and they're not particularly pricey. I mean, not as sexy as the Elencron, but yeah. they'll do the job just as well, I guess. Yeah. And, it is at Pixar. I've got a contact now at Pixar Pro, so yeah. um, who's going to hopefully be able to help me out here? Or oh, um, maybe get them onto the pod and explain Pixar Pro stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That might be an idea, might not it? Not so, a bad idea. Actually. You never know. Yeah. If you if you go, tell you what, I'll get you on the pod. Advertise for me your stuff, not me some yeah. money off, will you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Or does, yeah. That, does that break our impartiality thing? I don't exactly, know. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> Where do we stand on that? We shamelessly. No, we shamelessly <laughs> plug other stuff that does a favour. No, that's wrong to say. That we are very willing to say feature something and say look it's really good or no it's not for us oh, yeah. i've never say anything don't want to say anything's really bad because something that is have not, we not? <laughs> well we have done but I would, I, would, I would never say something is is um is really bad because it might be good for somebody else it's not good for us to be honest i think we just say it how we see it don't we we, we and, do don't we and, i think that's what people you know. want to hear as well you yeah know, you know and i've said this about sony but we've waved the flag for sony but come yeah. on guys your menu system is i have to say when ever. we first when we first started this podcast <laughs> and it was you know we had the other guys on at that point as well and i was the only canon user yeah. I get no end of nonsense. <laughs> no end of I think someone actually commented on one of our posts once about <laughs> leave Mark alone with his canon stuff. I know. <laughs> but then again, I'll always st- I'm, I can always hold my hand up and say, look, I always what I said back then and what I've always said was that they are Canon, Nikon, just as good as one another. It's just a menu system I don't like with Canon. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get used to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys we're going to wrap up for another week the yes, doors we are. are going to close the shutters are going to come down the doors are going to close and uh we look forward to seeing you please like subscribe listen drop us a few messages here and there and um keep uh, telling everyone it's about us everyone about us the show is growing and uh yeah we are the photography bar mark see you next time see you later everybody cue the music <laughs>